0: You're listening to a podcast from Riverview Church in Boness, recorded during one of our Sunday gatherings. For more information about Riverview Church or service times or contact details, go to Riverviewchurch.uk or find us on Facebook at Riverview Boness. 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 12 to 14. If you have your Bibles or electronic devices with you. And perhaps you'd like to look on and follow this morning. Now I went to Troas to preach the gospel of Christ and found that the Lord had opened the door for me. I still had no peace of mind because I didn't find my brother Titus there. So I said goodbye to them and went on to Macedonia. But thanks be to God who always leads us in triumphal procession in Christ. And through us spreads everywhere the fragrance of the knowledge of Him. So, the the theme this morning is Has anybody seen Titus? It's incredible to think that the Apostle Paul, in the middle of a gospel campaign, now some of us here know what it's like to be involved in a gospel campaign, it takes a lot of preparation and a lot of planning. And it was a door that the lord had effectually opened for paul he, he knew he was in the will of god he said it's, a, it's an opportunity that god has provided he is so troubled though that he is really worried he's concerned about his colleague titus that he cut short his campaign and he packs up and i like it when he says there um I still had no peace of mind because I didn't find my brother Titus there. So I said goodbye to them and went off to Macedonia." My grandson's great at saying goodbye. He's got a terrific wave. He sits at the back end of our sofa when people are going by after leaving the house, and we'll say bye-bye, and he waves like crazy. He's really good at waving. Sometimes he's got a delayed reaction, but nonetheless, (laughs) he gets here just the same. So I said goodbye to them and went off to Macedonia. Now there's a map that should come up to let you see. So there you are, I am not any cables connected to me. So there's Troas, there, and he's heading up towards Macedonia. Now Titus is down here. He's in Corinth and Paul's at Troas. So you can see there's a fair old distance between the two of them. And Paul's thinking... He should have been here, Beno. Where is he? We find a similar picture in the Acts of the Apostles, chapter 8, when Philip the Evangelist was preaching with much success in Samaria. It's great to be involved in a campaign, but my, it's even better when you're getting success. And souls are being saved and bodies are healed. There's folk being delivered of unclean spirits and the, the gifts of the Holy Spirit are being Dispense. That's a tremendous place to be in. Um, it was great on Thursday, wasn't it? Being at the Filling Station um, on Thursday night, it was it was actually amazing on Thursday night. Mm-hmm. My father prophesied and Andrew interpreted a tongue for somebody else. It was a real Pentecostal <laughs> meeting we had there on Thursday night. But the presence of the Holy Spirit and the guys who led the worship mm-hmm. really, really well. Um, it was just tremendous. So. God calls Philip the evangelist out of the midst of the revival that he's in. And he tells him to head to Gaza to find the Ethiopian eunuch you know, who he ultimately led to Christ. Some of you might be familiar with that passage. He comes along and the Ethiopian eunuch you know, is sitting and reading the Bible and, and his chariot and he's reading Isaiah 53 and he can't make any sense yet. And of course, uh, Philip like a good um, Christian offers to help. Can I help you there? And he says, well, I'm reading this passage. Now, is, it, is it speaking to you or is it somebody else? And Philip starts to expound to him all the things pertaining to the Lord Jesus. And of course he comes to know the Lord Jesus Christ. But the interesting thing here that this, this evangelist was just as keen to find the one. Just like our Lord Jesus Christ, he is, he is willing to leave the 99 and going after the one sheep that is lost. You know, sometimes we think God only works in the big things, the mega things, but you know, he works in the ones and twos. And he's working in lives here in Boness this morning. And also, folk, on the, the podcast, as you're listening to the word of God this morning, he's working in your life. Never think you're so remote from God that he can't reach you and can't touch your circumstances, no matter how difficult yeah, they may seem. Perhaps Ethiopian in was one his loved ones were saying, where is he? He's not arrived yet. At the end of the day, he was only another commuter. You know, we speak to my oldest son about commuting to work. He works up at Newbridge and every time he goes on that motorway, He says, there's always one of these cranes, dad, he says, and they seem to hold up the traffic terribly, he says, and you're stuck uh, behind them, you can't get past them. So this guy was just another, an ordinary commuter on his way home, minding his own business. But God knew where he was. He might have been in the desert place, but you know, God's no remote from meeting you in the desert place of your experience. But I'm so dry, God. Things didn't seem to be working for me right now. And I just feel as if I'm cut off with everything. I don't feel much alive at the moment. It's like a a dry wilderness that I'm in right now. But God sends his servant into the desert place. Just as happy with the ones and twos as he is in the middle of the campaign. But as we said earlier, Titus, a trusted companion of Paul, um, he was due to meet up at Troas with Paul. And somehow he was held back and didn't make it on time. Well, I'm sometimes like that. Sometimes we're late for appointments. And perhaps folks say, you know, where are they? But trusting that they'll come along sooner or later. He could have been heard, perhaps he did. I'm having a bit poetic license here. But he could well have been in the middle of his message, Paul, and saying, By the way, has anybody in this congregation seen Titus? Well, get on with the message, Paul. I'm concerned for my friend. During a week of fasting and prayer, there was a word that came through while we were praying in groups. And that was the compassion of Jesus. He was moved with compassion eh, amongst the people. And I believe that Paul had a tremendous compassion for his partner in the gospel, Titus. Titus means honour. And he certainly lived up to that name. He proved faithful to Paul. He was like a a, a troubleshooter, a peacemaker, an administrator, and a missionary. When Tom was sharing the vision of the church just recently, he was talking about the, the administration part. And I think he was labouring a wee bit on it, saying, you know, um, it's maybe your bag, but it's not mine to be involved in administration. One of the guys I used to work with, um, my line manager, I used to talk about, Ian, he says, the company's being ruled by bean counters. And, you uh, know, we used to work for a private company. They knew your name and they knew who you were. But the bigger a company gets, it seems that they, it's run by shareholders and they want a pound of flesh, don't they? And if they don't get it, say, so you'll need to offload some of these old guys. Um, they're, just, um, they're just adding to the wage bill and we should really thin them out a wee bit. Anyway, Titus was a great guy. Nothing was too much trouble for him and nothing was too small to be asked to do. And in the team that God is building here, there's a place for all of us. So we want to connect with the people of Boness and with each other. And you know, we can volunteer into some of these groups at the, what you might consider a lower level, perhaps want to just put our toe in the water and see how it goes, but we're perfectly happy for that. Mm -hmm. And then things will develop on from there. But it's to involve every single one of us. We used to sing a song, in the service of Jesus, there's a place for all. If you have been up to college or you don't know much in the service of Jesus, I've lost the words. <laughs> <laughs> if your heart's all right, was the last line you'll do. If you've got a heart for God and a heart for people, yeah. you'll do in the service of Jesus. How we need meet, meet men and women of that caliber in these days yeah. in which we live. Yeah. Titus was away down at Corinth. You could say his experience took him way down south. Maybe you are sitting here this morning and say, my experience has pretty much gone south here. Things are not really working too well for me right now, if the truth be told. You know, sometimes we're great when we come to church, don't we? We can put on such a great show. I'm no, I'm no exception to that. Sometimes we come along and we do this, but inwardly, oh, <laughs> we haven't had a good week. And we've not been what we promised God we would be. Perhaps yeah. we've said something that we shouldn't have said, or we haven't said something, perhaps. And the enemy of our soul is saying, mm-hmm. Call yourself a Christian. Mm-hmm. You know, like the, he does, the finger of accusation. Yeah. Yeah. Titus was away down at Corinth there, uh, miles away. And Paul was concerned for his safety. You see, Titus had the responsibility for collecting for the churches, the poor churches at Jerusalem. Paul is maybe thinking, has he been accosted? Has he been robbed? Is he abused? Is he hurt? And of course there was no mobile phones in the 80s, no telegrams, shows you my age, no Facebook or Snapchat available. (laughs) You wonder how they managed, I believe it's by divine revelation. When God says, set me apart, so and so for the world. His Holy Spirit was orchestrating everything. Uh, during those days. But of course there were things left. Uh, God doesn't take away our power of thought or planning. He doesn't make us like robots, but he cooperates with us yeah. in his work, which we're so pleased about. Yeah. We, we were on holiday just recently and all the kids turned up at the cottage where we're at. And the first thing they said, have you got a uh, Wi-Fi in the <laughs> cottage? And within five minutes, everybody to a man who was sitting with someone in front of him. <laughs> catching up in the messages and so forth. <laughs> <laughs> in 2 Corinthians 7.5 it says for when we came into Macedonia this body of ours had no rest. So of course by this time Paul was across from Troas over towards Macedonia. And he's, t- he's saying he didn't you have a good trip. Sometimes when we meet folk at the airport the first thing we say, well, did you have a good trip? oh yes, the flight was very pleasant, blah, 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 the staff were very nice. But that wasn't the case for Paul. He says here, this body of ours had no rest, but we were harassed at every turn. Conflicts on the outside, fears within. Here, That wasn't a good journey to be having, was it? <laughs> and of course he was concerned over his colleague and friend Titus. But in verse 6 of 2 Corinthians 7, It says, but God prays his name forever who comforts the downcast. You know, if you're downcast this morning, God specializes in lifting our head up. Lifting our arms that are hanging down. He is the one who specializes. He He is the God who steps into the circumstances of our lives. He comes to the downcast. He comes to the discouraged. He comes to the despondent and the dispirited. And he comes to encourage and comfort you and I. No wonder the psalmist could say, I rejoice with those who said to me, let us go to the house of the Lord. Our feet are standing in your gates, Jerusalem, like a city built together where the people of God go up to praise the name of the Lord. We encourage one another. We say, come on, let's get up and worship the Lord. Let's see what God is going to say and do. Amongst us. And it's tremendous. You know the church is scattered during the week. But it's something God does. Something (laughs) very wonderful. When we meet together and gather together. In this way. No wonder it could be said. How good and pleasant it is. When the brothers and sisters dwell together in unity. It's a tremendous place. Where God meets us in a specific way. Imagine that meeting with Titus. Titus, I've been looking for you <coughs> everywhere. I thought you were going to make it to Troas. Oh, well, I've got some story to tell you, Paul. Things didn't work out as I hoped. How are you? It's good to see you. Are you well? How did things go down there in Corinth? Paul meets Titus, and he was downcast. He was weary. He was tired. But God, Paul says, but God comforted us. And he comforted Paul by the coming of Titus. Isn't it great when you meet folk that put a smile on your face? I was saying this, my my sister was like that, my late sister Jeanette. You walk into a room and she would just smile. And then you would just be, your heart would be uh, open and and warm as you entered that room. Of course, other folk would... Get him a wide bear. <laughs> Present <the> company excluded. <laughs> if you worked in a big factory and it was a big place, it was fine, you could dodge around the corner. <laughs> oh, here's the, here's the bearer of bad news coming, I shall make a quick exit. But it's great when folk come in who warm their hearts with their presence and you feel, oh, it was good to be in the presence of that brother or sister. Our family member, they just did my heart good. What was it the two said in the mayor's road? Didn't our hearts burn with us? Yeah. Oh, when Jesus meets you and I on the road, friend. When we are feeling downcast. When we are feeling sad. When we are weary of the journey. He meets with us. He comes along. They didn't, the two in the mayor's road didn't recognize him at first. They didn't understand who he was. But when they started to expound the scriptures. And explained to them as they broke bread. He said, didn't our hearts burn with it? When Jesus walks in, when Jesus is in here, your heart is warmed. Yeah. And he's here by his spirit this morning. He's here to warm your heart. He's here to lift you up. <coughs> he's here to encourage you and bless you. Paul was comforted by the coming of Titus. He was secondly uh, comforted by the report of Titus. It says, we were del- this is in 2 Corinthians seven thirteen. We were delighted to see how happy Titus was because his spirit has been refreshed by all of you. He had a great time at Corinth. He had a tremendous time when he was sent down there by Paul and he was glowing with the report that he came back um, with. You recall the occasion when John the Baptist had been in the jail, I think, for something like uh, a year. And he sent word to Jesus and he was saying, are you the one that Should we look for somebody else to come? you ever doubted Jesus? Sometimes that happens. Circumstances in life can pummel you and push you down. And you begin to, you know, sometimes you can doubt Some, Is this right or is it wrong? But remember what Jesus, the message and report that Jesus sent back to John the Baptist. Jesus said, go back and report to John. Tell John what you have seen and heard. Tell John the blind receive their sight. Tell John the lame walk. Tell John that those who have leprosy are cleansed and the deaf hear. Tell them the dead are raised and the poor have the gospel preached to them. My, that must have done John a world of good when, he, when the word did that, that report come back to him. He would be encouraged by Jesus' report, just as Paul was encouraged by the report of Titus. See, Paul said, and there's a wee bit of pride coming in here, but Paul said, I boasted to him about you. And you have not embarrassed me. I told you Titus was a good guy. That's why I sent him to Corinth And you could trust him. He's proved himself in the past. And I knew he would come good. The boy done good. He could trust Titus. And he had a good report coming back. Then thirdly and lastly. Paul was comforted by the zeal of Titus. Second Corinthians 8.17 says. He is coming to you with much enthusiasm. And on his own initiative, Paul's tributes continue. As for Titus, he says he is my partner and fellow worker. No wonder Paul was asking, "Has anybody seen Titus?" Mm. I wonder if we have people like that this morning. I want to be someone who comforts people mm. when they come. I want to comfort people by <laughs> giving a good report. I didn't want me suddenly to see that chorus this morning. It was your loud. Or that preacher was too long. Sometimes these things are true, but we want to be encouragers. Yeah. We want to encourage the work and say and you'll bring something positive about our experiences at church. You never know. I mean, it says you have not to speak disrespectfully of God's servants in front of your kids because you'll reap the whirlwind. one I remember um, Irene was telling us sometimes she was in a, a convention, and she'd been saying to the kids, if you didn't wash your hair, your hair will fall out. So remember, wash your hair. So one time we were sitting at a the convention, there was a baldy man sitting in front. <laughs> I, I turned, and the child turned to Irene and says, I know what happened to him. He didn't wash his hair, so his hair fell out. So don't soak in the wind and you'll beat the whirlwind. <laughs> be people of a good report. Remember that. Let's speak um, in good terms of the work of God. Let's be people who comfort others by our enthusiasm for the work. Titus was content to be trusted to carry the financial relief for the work of God. He was happy also to be the mailman to carry Paul's latest letter back to Corinth. Apparently there was four letters written to Corinth, but two of them went missing and we've only got 1st and 2nd Corinthians, so Paul thought, Titus, I can trust you. This letter will not go missing. I know if I put that in your hand, it will make it to Corinth. And that's what happened. Such was the caliber. He proved that he was able to be trusted to carry the good work. And um, it turns out that Titus was the man for Crete. Isn't that tremendous? God trusted him. God knew he could trust him with the yeah. administrative things initially as he started out in his ministry. And yet Paul said, I want you to go to Crete. Paul had started, I think it was his first mission the journey. he started off in, in uh, Crete. Is that right? Cyprus. Cyprus. And then Titus carried on the work there and took it forward. Isn't that tremendous? Who can tell what God will do in your life and mine? Yeah. If we are willing to be a Titus, we are willing to get involved in being a a, a comforter to those who who we rub shoulders with, who bring a good report of the things of God, who comfort by uh, zeal and enthusiasm. It is said that Paul and Titus met each other at Philippi. Can we get that map back up there, Tom, please? they met at Philippi so there they are (laughs) Titus came all the way up here and Paul all the way over and they met each other at Philippi the place where Paul and Silas feet in the stocks began to sing praise to God in the midnight hour the place where the prison doors were opened and the jailer gave his heart to the Lord, Amen. and the jailer says, what must I do to be saved? Whatever your circumstances are this morning, God is able to meet you there, yeah. and he can bring something wonderful out of the, what seems a hopeless situation that you and I are in. I read this morning, actually, it was Psalm 68, it was my psalm for this Sunday, and it says, Psalm 68, verse 6. God leads forth the prisoners with singing. I wondered if Paul and Silas had that psalm when they were in the jail. Come on, Silas. Psalm 68, verse 6 says, God leads forth the prisoners with singing. So come on, let's have a song together. And they start to worship the Lord. And God opens up the prison doors. And God speaks deeply into the heart of life. Of that Philippine jailer. And they they lead him. To the Lord Jesus. Not only him but his whole family. Were saved and baptized. It's a tremendous thing when God. Steps in to our circumstances. I was glad we sung that. Your love never fails. It never gives up. It never runs out in me. I love it when Tom reminds us. That God will keep coming after me. God will keep coming. He came to seek and to save. The lost. You notice that when Jesus said the words, he says, folk just didn't need found, they need saved. Mm -hmm. And that's what Jesus' mission is. And we that's our mission this morning, to seek and to save the lost. Do you know, I'm just going to close here. Titus didn't reach Troas but he came as far as he could and Paul met him there and maybe you're sitting here this morning saying I don't know if I can do this stuff and God says to you just you come as far as you can and I'll meet you there Father thank you this morning for your work thank you for the encouragement that we receive from your work thank you the Lord you came to seek and to save that which was lost. Lord, thank you that you're still looking for the titus of this world. Thank you that you're still looking for the one out of the ninety and nine. Thank you, God, that you never give up. Your love never fails. It never gives up, on us. Thank you that you're looking for those who will be a comfort by their coming, who will comfort others with good, good news, good news of the gospel, good news of the work of God. Thank you, Lord, that you are raising up people who will come with enthusiasm and zeal for the work of God. So Lord, make us, help us, give us grace to be that kind of Titus in your work in these days. and the precious name of Jesus.